When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Ryan, your host of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. This is a podcast where I sit down with some amazing people from all over the world who have a story to share, experiences we can learn from, and knowledge in areas that we can apply to our lives to help make us happier and overall just better people. Each episode has a different topic with information in all different areas, but each aimed at helping you understand this journey we call life just a little better and from a different perspective. We'll touch on everything from nutrition, mindset, mental health, relationships, to travel and adventure, and much, much more. And I'll even experiment with some advice and information along the way to see how it affects me along my own pursuit of happiness. And don't forget, if you love this episode or any other episode, please subscribe and leave a review so that way I can keep bringing you so many more amazing guests and great content. In this episode, I was very happy to have sat down with Scott Britton, who is the founder and director of Battle Cancer. I first heard of him and Battle Cancer when I sat down a few weeks ago with Fran Whitfield. So if you have not heard that podcast, definitely go check that out. Uh, It's not necessary to listen to this episode, but she mentions him near the end and how she's been working with him. As you'll soon find out, Scott Britton describes Battle Cancer as a movement. It started smaller as a charity about four or five years ago, and now it's just taking over the globe. Literally, he has locations all over the globe and is growing constantly, and I can see why. Scott is honestly such an inspiration. You know, some people are in this world to make this world a better place, and I can definitely say he is one of them. Super humble, but honestly, he's got a lot to be proud about. As you'll soon find out, Battle Cancer is a way for cancer survivors to get back into fitness and back into the gym with programs, workouts, and competitions made specifically for them. Scott is helping thousands, if not millions of people who have just gone through some really dark days and trialing times get their life back in order. With Battle Cancer, there is a sense of community and inclusivity every day, whether you're in the gym physically or whether you're online. I also really enjoyed listening to Scott talk about the mindset of the people he works with every day. If you've just survived cancer, going to the gym and doing a few more reps really isn't that hard. It's all about mindset and he talks about that. Once again, I want to applaud Scott Britton and his whole crew for doing what they do. I think this is fantastic. So without further ado, here is Scott Britton. Hi, Ryan. How's it going? Scott, how you doing? Not too bad. A very good but busy day. So um, it's kind of been a back-to-back, but with society slowly reopening, that this is a good problem to have. Exactly, exactly. I can finally say with some confidence that we're finally coming back to quote-unquote normal, whatever the new normal is, I guess. 
Yeah, and I think hopefully the new normal will just be old normal again soon. <laughs> but better, safer, healthier, and more sanitized, I guess, so we don't have to deal with this ever again. <laughs> yeah, I think um, anything that we have to do to make sure we don't have another year of uh, just kind of void, mm-hmm. I think is certainly going to be uh, be taken over. I also think it's just going to give people are going to have a huge chance to relook at their own health, to relook mm. at how they live their life. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of actual, you know, there's some terrible sadness that's happened, but mm-hmm. I think there's also a lot of positive reflection that will hopefully come out of the past year. Yeah. And it's actually really nice to see hope in people now. Like there's a sense of hope now, which we haven't had for quite some time. And I know you working with people of all ages and races that have been dealing with cancer and just being sick and ill like i imagine like that's even scarier for all of those people too dealing with a pandemic you know not being able to possibly get the vaccine or having their immune system kind of threatened already yeah i mean cancer has been the forgotten c for the past year you know the you know people think of a medical condition and 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 c and it's covid and i think the the first impact for most people was you know uh, over here in the uk the introduce shielding and you know, I know that's happening in the US and many other places so most people are instantly removed from a support network you know people who are undergoing treatment or undergoing initial diagnosis have then had community emotional support kind of you know physical support and interaction removed and like you know like you said on top of that you then have the additional concerns of you know stopping from medical treatments you know mm-hmm. most medical places had to prioritize the ongoing wave of people that were coming in with respiratory problems and and from a COVID point of view. So I think there was a huge element of that was on halt for people not knowing when they may regain their time to get back into treatment. Um, And then on top, yeah, you know, singularly worried about if I'm, if I am interacting with people, will I be picking something up, which is going to target me in an already weakened state. So uh, yeah, I think it's certainly been, been three levels that people have had to face this past year. It's pretty scary. And I found you because I did a podcast episode a few weeks ago with uh, Fran Whitfield. And at, at the end, she was she was mentioning all like the companies, corporations, the people that she was uh, working with and having connections with. And she mentioned you and battle cancer. I immediately was like, okay, I'm writing this name down. I need to get a hold of them. <laughs> This is perfect. This is so perfect um, for my podcast. So before we get too far down the road, uh, I'm talking with Scott Britton here, who's the Battle Cancer founder and director. So I want, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience before we go too far down the road here. Yeah, so uh, I'm Scott Britton. So I founded Battle Cancer about four years ago. I'm kind of known within our very small niche as being one of the most annoying people you'll ever meet. Basically, I just <laughs> don't give up until we do really good things. Um, that is my superpower. Um, but no, I, I founded Battle Cancer as a, a series of fundraising events that used functional fitness as a, as a way of bringing people together and not separating people. Um, and then over the past four years, that's evolved for us to now host, you know, pre-COVID and, and now returning we host events for about fifteen thousand people across the globe Um, and we also launched our battle cancer program which is our own registered charity which has taken you know over a year to get to the state of now being live what the true kind of essential bare bones of the battle cancer program is that we fund 
fitness classes for people who are post cancer treatment um, and that happens across the UK and the US um, we also have an online version which again completely free um, and we've got people as far away as Egypt uh, Colombia we've got people in Central and, and Southern Africa that are, that are on the program so it's um, yeah it started off as a fundraising event but we've now kind of uh, flourished and, and evolved into a growing fundraising event but also uh, a charity um, and yeah I'm always, unfortunately, the one everyone has to hear my voice. Um, <laughs> but we're getting more and more people through the program, more and more people who work with us to tell more and more incredible stories. But awesome. uh, yeah, that's me. So well deserved. And you must be pretty proud, honestly, of yourself, of starting something so small that has become so big and getting bigger with such a great cause. Like, I'm, I'm really proud of you. And I hope this podcast helped you and, and your goals um, even more. And, and I, and I'll help spread the word for you too. Like I'm excited for you. This is fantastic. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of pride, like, um, personally not proud yet, like we've got so much stuff that we need to do. Like, you know, I, I think we've got a great concept. Um, you know, we've reached 15,000 people, but I want to reach 500,000 people, you know, that the power of that together is kind of, then I'll be a little bit more personally proud. But I think that mm -hmm. the pride that I have is being able to see the effects of people who really want to make a difference, either in terms of fundraising, but also people who've been affected by cancer, the things that they do on a daily basis the way that they approach diagnosis, treatment, recovery, and, and at the same time, care for others, which mm. is one of the single most traits that we found from anybody who's interacted with us. Like that's where I get my pride from. Um, and yeah, you know, thank you so much for having us. It's, it's, we live in our really small bubble of talking about what we do every single day. Mm -hmm. But then we remember there is millions of people that don't know who we are. There's millions yeah. of people that don't know that there's services out there. They don't know what is happening for people who are, you know, undercover, undergoing treatment. So every chance that someone says, you know, I'm willing to speak to you and, and shout about it, we'll, we'll snap your hand off. Awesome. Well, I'll have you back on at some point too in the future and see how things are going. And unfortunately, cancer is one of those things where just about everybody is affected by it one way or another, whether it's themselves, family, friends, or another loved one that they know. So this is going to reach uh, so many millions and millions of people. So if you don't mind, just let's go ahead and explain what exactly battle cancer is. Yes. So battle cancer in terms of we talk about it as a movement. So we say we started as a fundraising event. So what we actually do is we host team based fitness challenges. So you undertake four nine minute fitness challenges. We host them in really cool places. So we've hired huge venues across the UK. We travel and do outdoor venues in Germany. We've got uh, events coming to San Diego. We've got events coming to Tennessee. We've got uh, we've got events like all over the world. But we also take on class takeovers. So we will drop into uh, CrossFit boxes, F45 gyms. We'll jump into normal commercial gyms and we take over classes and we, we run people through Battle Cancer Style Workout. And the things that we focus on are, are of fun so having a functional movement that's fun to do so you smile while you're doing it we focus on on teamwork so everything is either synchronized or you have to work with one of your other team to get something done we really believe in body weight and lower weights lower weights so we don't purport and, and, and promote heavy lifting like that is phenomenal and it's a great thing but our events you will never have to face something that you can't 
pick up something that you can't do so our whole structure around that is if you're a really fit and strong person you can just do lots of repetitions but for some we don't want anyone to feel put off um, and then the other thing that we talk about is, is, is cardio and, and a cardio hit experience so four nine minute workouts so in those nine minutes I'm not going to lie you're going to be sweating you're going to be out of breath it's going to be challenging but what's beautiful about the way that we do it is we structure it by working with oncologists we work with physiotherapists so if you have a limitation if you've had a limb removed if you're still suffering from chronic fatigue if there's something that you can't do you can still come to our event and take part because on the floor in the middle of the challenge we will give you an alternative movement or we'll give you a, a scaled version to do but we don't separate anyone so we don't want anyone to feel they're in a different category because very unfortunately cancer doesn't work like that cancer affects everybody it doesn't go into categories so in terms of that we've fundraised about 1.4 million pounds awesome. in the past four years which is really cool but again like i want that to be every year not every four i want that to be something that's like a you know a standard year round thing and um, but then on top we we really want to be the world's community for people who use fit who are related to movement or exercise and have, and have been affected by cancer so that doesn't have to be physically and personally it can be secondary if you've lost someone if you're mm. helping somebody along that journey who's currently undergoing treatment we want to support you and we want to bring people together so we really believe that through battle cancer we do shared suffering but it's shared suffering that you choose to partake in so everybody knows how horrible a really hard workout is well, everybody also knows how horrible facing cancer is. So when we bring those two things together, people connect on a level, regardless of age, race, gender, where they were born, what, how much money they make, all those things don't matter anymore. And you see people interact in a really cool way. Mm. Um, and that's what we're about. We want to bring people together. And then the program is our way of proving to the world that people who've had a cancer diagnosis shouldn't be told no. You know, everybody says, no, you can't go to a gym. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. We want to start saying yes to people. So a battle cancer athlete is someone who just overcomes adversity and is looking to get better. So we've worked really hard to build an academic led program that's 12 weeks. And we fund that through gyms across the UK, the US. And as I said earlier, like with the online platform, we've seen that expand and expand. So it's really difficult when people say, what is battle cancer? You know, like I used to say in year one, we were in a fundraising event. Now I just say we're a movement and we want to, we want to always make sure there's a voice for people who are affected by cancer. This is wonderful. It's super inclusive, which I absolutely love. One of the questions I had for you is, do you see that these people uh, on a daily basis kind of have more perseverance during their workouts and they no quit attitude because of what they've already dealt with compared to, you know, the Joe Schmo who goes to the gym down the street every day? A hundred percent. So everybody always asks me, you know, like, which athletes do you look to for inspiration? You know, is it, you know, a CrossFit athlete? Is it someone from the NBA? Is it someone from like the Olympics? And every single time I say, no, it's people who we have in our program. You know, I spend the vast majority of time telling people and encouraging them to slow down. Mm -hmm. Now in a normal class, that is not the usual way. Usually it's having to encourage people to do more. So, you know, these are people that, have had to face their own mortality in one way or another. They then had to face, you know, potentially not being around their families, not having financial security. These are people that have had to face all those things, but continue to go and live and, and, and come through the other side. So when you ask this person to do some burpees or you ask this person to, you know, uh, approach a, a back squat or jump on a rower, 
that's nothing you know that's mm. that's like so easy to, for those people um and and it's a great flip of mindset you know it most way that the media presents people who have had cancer is emancipated and small and weak and and vulnerable we're actually you know these people teach us lessons every single day because they've had to go through probably 50 years of life lessons in maybe one year maybe three mm. months mm. so it's you know i want to position people who have been affected by cancer as the true people who we should be turning to you know like let's not turn to kardashians for influence like <laughs> let's not you know like let's go to some people who've done some real things you know we have people in a program that are still active mums you know they, they've had double we've got a lady double mastectomy breast reduction sur uh, surgery prior to that she'd had breast cancer for um two years and she's got a four-year-old and a six-year-old mm. every day she's still mum she can't not be mum for for that time but now she's mum she's recovered from cancer she does our program she's signed up to go and do events like that's the power of of these people and I don't know, like some days, you know, I haven't personally been affected by cancer. So I don't, you know, I, I look for really cheap excuses to get out of things. These people don't. And uh, yeah, they're amazing. That's awesome. Such a great mindset they've already got coming into your, the gyms and the workouts. Now you said you haven't been affected by cancer, but I also kind of feel like you have been, you're probably affected by it every day being around these people. Yeah. Um, how has this affected you and your thinking every day? Yeah, I mean, so my background was I, I used to work uh, as a detective sergeant. So I worked in the police in really serious crime um, here in the UK. And my days were filled with the very worst of society in terms mm. of like what you saw and what you dealt with. And now, you know, every single day you do speak to people who are in a position where they might not be here for much longer, but the positivity that, uh, that radiates from people. And like I said earlier, it's a point that he's always missed that they're the most selfless people because every single person I speak to says, Oh, I also want to do something for someone else. I want to check on someone else in the program. You know, mm -hmm. they, they don't want to just worry about themselves. So it's a phenomenal way. And I actually talk about what we do as being quite selfish because Number one, it's it's a level of positivity and seeing people change and become stronger again. But number two, I'm surrounded by the most inspirational, positive people. Um, it's like having a cup of coffee every single minute. Like, you know, people keep you up. So everyone's like, oh, you know, this is a great thing that you do. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this is totally selfish. This is a, this helps me more than it helps other people. So it's, it very much has been a, a hugely positive effect, you know, and it's a strange thing to say that because obviously this is somebody who's been affected by an illness that takes millions of people every single year, but also within that adversity, within that shared suffering, there's so much that can be done. Um, and I think we often look at death and look at the physical effects and not everything else that comes around that, you know, the, the people that are affected. This is so amazing. And for anybody who has it, listened to the Fran Whitfield podcast I did a few weeks ago, I highly, highly recommend it. It's just one of those things that you listen to and it puts things into perspective again. So I imagine you get your daily dose of just seeing things in a good perspective and that's got to be an amazing way to live. And I get what you're saying by selfish, but at the same time, you're, you're giving back and giving them hope and something to get back into. So I applaud you for doing that. I mean, Fran's a fantastic example of, you know, she's a young person, she is young, 
She's a fitness professional. Um, and then on top of that, you know, Fran took a very bold and brave decision to really chart and document what she's going through in a very honest and raw way. And, and the side effects of that has been so many women who didn't feel comfortable, didn't feel that someone else was undergoing what they were undergoing, had this voice like pull to them and, and say like, no, this does happen. You will lose your hair. You will mm. have this side effect. Um, and she's helped so many people who, you know, they've fundraised before or they've been part of Battle Cancer, but every single post that Fran did where she explained what a medication did or how it affected her, you know, that brought home a sense of realism to people. And, and it's very, very rare that you get someone so young outwardly look like that. And it's been phenomenal. I actually managed to finally get to meet Fran about, uh, about two weeks ago. Awesome. And it was really, really cool to meet her in person, but very strange because we spoke so many times and I was like, oh, this is what it's like to meet you in real life. Um, you know, and she's still got quite a lot of her journey left with cancer, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but you would never know it from speaking to her. You know, she's going to be volunteering at three of our events and taking part in one of them as well. So yeah, just phenomenally lucky to meet people like Fran. So awesome. And, you know, personally, obviously I hope I never have to deal with anything like cancer or anything close to it. But if I do, God forbid, I really hope I act like her and respond like yeah. her. She's just honestly such a great role model. And talking with her was just eye-opening, mind-blowing, and motivating and inspiring at the same time. So how has this been for you for the last year plus with COVID? And I know this is such like an inclusive event with people coming together in person. How's, how's that been going? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, kind of the first onslaught of COVID was, oh, wow, maybe we'll never be allowed to ever have people back together again. You know, the sensible side of you and the, you know, the, the logical side of you says that, you know, it might take a few years, but, you know, eventually things will come back. Um, but you do have that concern, you know, you've, we've worked really hard to build up to where we're just starting to be. And the thought of losing that was is terrifying. Um, but what we made an active decision was we weren't going to waste a year. We were not going to waste a year of energy. We were not going to let that happen. So we made a decision to get the battle cancer program probably about two or three years ahead of when we were originally going to do it. You know, we, we said, now is the time we we've got the ability to get this. We brought it online first. So it was, you know, around what's going on with COVID. So we knew we could do that. Um, we developed the program better than it had ever been with really good media. We went back to the drawing board and got more academic sources in terms of where we built the program out. And then we also said, okay, well, let's keep being the voice to remind people that cancer is still here. So we had a really cool campaign where, again, my superpower of being annoying, I managed to get some really cool big celebrities to, to help us with a video. So we got Chris Hemsworth, we got Matt Damon, um, we got a whole bunch of Hollywood actors and we got UFC fighters and all these people that really got behind just a message of telling people that they're not alone. That was the big thing. We wanted to say to the people who were currently undergoing cancer uh, treatment or, you know, just new to a diagnosis that they weren't alone. So that was a really cool, you know, very big project for us. And then we decided to take the battle cancer events to as many to many locations as possible so we said let's we still need to fundraise we still need to get people involved in this so we actually visited about three thousand people over a five-week period by hosting very small covid safe nobody was sharing equipment no everybody was two meters apart um, but we managed to do that and it was 
it was really impactful for people. Mm. Well, we, we met people along the way who'd had a very difficult year with cancer and then COVID on top. So, you know, I, I could sit here and say it was terrifying and we were scared and, you know, we've not done anything, but we took the decision to say like, nope, people with cancer don't just give up. So we ain't just giving up. So yeah, it's been a, a strange year, but a positive one by the end of it. And I'm hopeful maybe you'll have somewhat of a snapback effect too, like amplified because people have been missing being around others and they kind of crave that. Hopefully you survive the worst and maybe it'll amplify beyond what it would have been. So that's that's my hope for you. And if you have Thor himself repping you guys, then I'm sure uh, <laughs> that's very, very helpful. <laughs> we got a lot more lady followers uh, after they came out. So yeah, Chris, Chris was lovely. Um, we actually had all of the Hemsworth brothers, so we had we had all three. So it was quite funny that I think we might have been the first video to feature all three of the the Hemsworth guys. So wow. yeah, it was really cool, um, and very very lucky to kind of get that. Um, you know, people see that face uh, across the globe, and mm. when that face is then talking about people who have been affected by cancer, that that's an impact that really can't be measured. He seems like a really genuine person too. And now that you're sitting here talking to me and <laughs> I feel super privileged. So thank you for that. <laughs> I'm not quite Thor, but maybe someday. Um, hey, no, like it's, but this is my thing. You know, we've been built on people's passion and positivity and friendliness. And whether you've, whether you wield a hammer or you wield a microphone, like it's all doing something that really helps us. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. That's maybe you awesome. could turn a microphone into a hammer and it, you know, maybe. yeah, you know what? Maybe that's, that's a great idea actually. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm here to help people like you. I'm growing my audience. I've been doing this for almost a year now, but this is what exactly what it's about. You are the epitome of why I want to do a podcast like this. It's just to get the awareness out there. Number one, and also to like put things into perspective for me, for my listeners, there's just so much more to life and so much more to learn and people like you deserve to be heard. And this is so wonderful. I'm super pumped to have you. Another question I had for you is, so if somebody is battling cancer themselves and they're overcoming it, at what point can they come to you and start doing these workouts? Yeah. So all we ask is that they have a minimum of three months since their last treatment. So most people who are undergoing cancer, cancer treatment will continually for the rest of their life be subject to, to further tests. So some, most people have three, six, 12 or 18 month continual checkups, and that includes scans to see where they're at. So we can very rarely ever say somebody is completely cancer free. So what we say is we just need three months since you've had your last treatment, be that chemotherapy, radiotherapy. If it's surgery, we might just have a conversation with you to see the impact of that surgery. And maybe it's a little bit longer than three months. Uh, but we also then just ask you to check with your doctor. And we have a really good medical form. The guys like who run it from our side here will contact you and speak throughout that process. But a minimum of three months, the only two types of cancer that we can't work with at the moment, and it's just because because we don't have the academic studies to prove that it's safe and to do so is, is a severe brain tumor or what you call bone mastitis, which is where the cancer cells go into the actual bone structure in, in itself. Mm. Um, but there's, there's almost 3000 types of cancer. So there's just two that, that we can, we can't uh, welcome someone into the program on. Um, but we do take every case by case. So we have a lady on the program at the moment who is 
unfortunately on her end of life journey that she's gone beyond where she'll be able to receive treatment um, and her decision was she's done fitness classes her entire life she wanted to do the battle cancer program before she passes away and you know as a group and as a charity we got together and we said you know this person can choose to do this they're an adult you know they're quite often robbed of their decisions um so we do take case by case but predominantly we just have those few criteria that we need wow that's tough that's a tough one to hear but i'm i'm glad that you can be there and give her something that she really wants to do before she passes i think that's amazing so on her behalf thanks for doing that and do you have any recommendations so you said three months after any recommendations on what the people i guess gearing up or preparing to join you should be doing within those three months to possibly get ready yeah i think the the biggest thing is it and it sounds like quite crazy this but it's it's mentally it's all about mental preparation so what we wanted to do was take away the fear of having to start any exercise yourself like what we want to talk about is just get used to movement so you know if you can like go on more walks if you can choose to take the stairs instead of the elevator it's small things but mostly we don't really do that to prepare the body we do that to prepare the mind to to welcome from someone back into into movement so the biggest thing for us is we also offer a buddy system so if you do the program online or if you do it in one of our locations you can choose to bring a loved one with you to to act as as a secondary support to go along that journey during those 12 weeks so that's the biggest thing we say look identify a buddy maybe it isn't your immediate loved one maybe they you know you want it to be somebody external um beyond that we just talk about getting mentally prepared to re to re go back into groups of people. You know, this is mm-hmm. strangers again. This is people that might have never stepped foot in a gym. So we we do things such as like sending them pictures of the coach. We send them virtual pictures of the gym so they know what they're going to walk into. We kind of remove that fear before that happens um, and just get people excited to come and move again in a group. So, yeah, slight bit of increase in that physical movement, but mostly just getting ready mentally to, to start that first step. So awesome. And how does someone join? What, what can they do to join? So, yeah, really, really easy. So you just go to program com so or if you can't remember the battle cancer program just put in battlecancer.com so you can join through either one you can find information on either one and then they just submit a form that's a basic information form and then we contact them straight back and then that's when we have a conversation about their treatment about their time since treatment uh, about locations that's when we take charge of that but somebody just all they need to do is submit their initial interest we hit them straight back up. Uh, if they want to take it on online, so if they don't live near a location where we host it, they can, again, they'll, it's an automated process to fill out a short form. They get contact back from us and then we give them access to the program and then they'll get a weekly communication from us as well about how the program's going. Uh, and we actually have a Q&A system built into the program so they can ask uh, direct feedback about how they've performed, so it's something that we've built in for them to be able to do, but battlecancerprogram.com or just battlecancer.com and then find their way through. Well, wow, you sounds like you make it really easy for them, which is wonderful. No one wants to, you know, call somebody, get an operator and take forever, get those emails that, you know, you don't hear back for a week or whatever. That sounds awesome. So I know you're growing like kind of crazy right now. How are you picking these locations to expand? 
So we always pick a place where there is a great community. So number one is, do we have somebody who is in that community who can assist us and help us with launching an event in that area? So for example, we're coming to San Diego, we're gonna be partnered with the American Association for Cancer Research, but we have a phenomenal partnership with a, a gym called CrossFit Invictus, um, who are based in San Diego, they've got two locations. So we have people on the ground who uh, already know about bowel cancer, who believe in what we're trying to do. They're, they host a program for us. So when it comes to having volunteers, we get volunteers. When it comes to having support in that area, we've got someone there. So we always pick them cleverly where there's somebody we know, somebody's part of bowel cancer, but also a place where we know the community is maybe lacking that service. So we try to have an event where we host a battle cancer program because the coolest thing is anyone on the battle cancer program gets an automatic invite to our events. So for them to be able to see that journey all the way through is a really, really cool thing for us. So it's a, a little bit of luck when we find some great people in a great city and then we go, right, we need to go there. Let's, let's put something on. Super cool. And how do people volunteer? Do they go to the same website as well? Yeah, so if you go to battlecancer.com, you can find out how to volunteer. So you can volunteer at our events. You can like purchase your ticket to, to come to the event, or you can even just email us and submit stories. So every month we do a spotlight. So we speak to people all across the world who have been affected by cancer. We get little videos with them. We speak to them. We want to share their story. Um, and what we want to do is create a community where you could maybe come and read about people's experiences and you're not quite ready to share yourself, but reading about people's experiences will feel you make you feel comfortable, will help you in that mental preparation. So again, everyone can just come through to battlecancer.com and they'll, they'll be able to find their way to us for whatever way they need. This is so great. You know, it's not just a great workout to get physically back in shape, but wow, just to have a support group. And I'm sure people make new friends all the time. They have something they can relate to. And a lot of people can't relate to going through those treatments or having a lot of dark days and, you know, feeling terrible and missing work and not seeing friends and family. This is honestly, I'm mind blown. I'm really, I'm really proud of you. Honestly, I know you, you said you have a lot of work to do and you're not quite there proud of yourself but you can tell i'm genuinely i'm super proud of you like just looking at the website i was like this is going to be great and just talking to you and seeing how you know how humble you are about this just makes this even better i think, just, I think a, a big element is seeing the scope of the problem and, and and like it is you know i i'm really proud of our team i'm i'm proud that what we're doing is on the right path but you know in the us alone there's you know there's 1.6 million people this year that'll be diagnosed with cancer Crazy. you know it's it's 1.6 million that will that were facing it so i always kind of bring into context let's see each one of those people has four friends or loved ones that's now five million people who are, who are affected you know and that's just this year so if you look at the past four years that means 20 people 20 million people in the us have living with had a touch point with cancer so you know it's great that we've had 15,000 participants it's great we've got 200 people on a program but in the US alone there's 20 million people every year so I'm falling significantly short of the numbers and every single time that's what brings us back round and makes us go no actually like there's a bigger play here there's there's more that we need to aim for because that that number is is so far away um that that's what keeps us pushing that's wonderful. And out of curiosity, now, obviously you're really helping with the mental aspect and the physical aspect. Do you give any recommendations or tips as far as like diet and nutrition for what people um, should be intaking? 
So we have, we give everyone on the program like a really simple base level uh, information pack, which talks about very simplistic approach to food. So things that you might look for portions, things that you might want to choose to try and remove additional additives and try and go towards whole foods. One of the things that we have to be very careful with is quite often a lot of people who've been affected by the treatment of cancer, so chemotherapy or radiotherapy or surgery, it will have an awful uh, impact upon digestive system. It will have uh, a big debilitating effects on obviously body weight. So one of the things that we wanna do is ensure that we give people a generalistic approach and we ensure that they're fueling themselves correctly. Um, what we don't tend to focus on is particular diets or particular ways of eating. We want people to feel again, that they can start to make some choices. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that goes hand in hand with the program from a physical movement standpoint and from a mental health standpoint. Um, only because the vast majority of people that we deal with have had significant fluctuations in weight. They suffer chronic fatigue. The way that their body processes certain nutrients and certain foods is not primed in the way that it should be because of the cell, cell cells being destroyed from treatment um so our goal is to get people happy and healthy um and we want people to eat well which also we really want to reduce people's reliance on medication and mm -hmm. food can play a big part on that you know we, we want to that's a big element around what we do is trying to remove um your daily need to just live through medication mm, yeah for sure and that goes with more than just cancer like your diet and nutrition intake affects god everything Pretty much everything. So yeah, so being reliant on medication is pretty difficult. Now, I know you mentioned earlier uh, about these workouts and like where they came from and all the people involved. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, so the, the very first part in terms of the program, like we are really lucky that we've worked with two great people. So there's a guy based in Ireland um, who has a very similar concept that was aimed at young people. So it's called Move Forward Northern Ireland. Uh, and it's aimed for people up until about, I think it's the age of 23 or 24. Um, and it's for people who have been affected by cancer from teens up to sort of their mid 20s. Um, and he's worked with um, Belfast University over a two-year period to chart how they responded to physical exercise post their cancer treatment and also brought a fantastic approach in terms of mental health and, and community. And then our lead medical doctor is um, a guy called Colin Robertson who has worked with over 3,000 people um, through their cancer diagnosis journey. So he has a phenomenal place called the UTS, which is based here in, in the UK. Um, and yeah, 3,000 people have been under Colin in terms of their rehabilitation physically and, and mentally through cancer. So what they helped us do was formulate a 12-week plan that would use time domains, very simple functional movements, but wouldn't be boring. That wouldn't be uh, wouldn't make somebody feel like they're not good enough to do things you know we've targeted specifics so we've looked at increasing mobility for people who've had surgery we've looked at increasing lung capacity and output of, of from lungs you know resting heart rate we've tried to look at grip strength things that if you're a mom and you have to pick up your kids and run them to school and then do everything else like that's what we want to do we want to make you the athlete for every day not necessarily an athlete for a sport that's right. that's how we've centered our movements and our tests to make people just ready to be able to take on anything that a normal day does super cool and 
I think you said that lasts for about 12 weeks, correct? So they're in the program for 12 weeks. What happens afterwards? Yeah, so most of those people then either transition through to the, the gym where they've been running the program. Um, and most of the gym owners like welcome them in and they kind of go through. At the moment, the way that we've structured the program, if somebody didn't have a significant increase, we just welcome them back in on a second run. Um, or they kind of go on in their own way and carry on on the online version. So they've had a really good, intense community-led version from the beginning, and then they go on to our system. On the online version, for someone who's been through the program once, we actually have like harder programs. So there's a level of progression. So they actually get shorter in length, but more intense in the way that the program's delivered. So we actually have a 10-week and then an eight-week. And the idea is that the intensity increases in the way that the workouts are delivered, um, but it's done over a shorter period of time. So people can actually effectively graduate through that. But we found so many people just go into back into to fitness classes because they now feel in a position where they um, can manage and scale their own effort levels and their recovery is on a better pathway. So it's we've, we actually have very few that need to carry on in that way, but we don't want to say, um, we don't want to leave anyone behind. Right. Yeah. You guys made a point of that to include everybody and you guys really do mean that. What equipment do people need at their own home if they're going to do the virtual classes? Cause I know you said a lot of body weight. Is there any other equipment? Yeah. So what we do is we, we give you a, a home option. So we predominantly use things like a dumbbell or a kettlebell, but we actually film videos and they're delivered that you can use home objects. So, you know, one of the things that the pandemic's done is it's shown people that fitness equipment doesn't have to be made and sold. You know, it can be placing things in a bag to make something heavy. It can be picking up bags of flour. It can be using things from the garden. Like we, we program a lot using a broom handle. So there's, there's homemade objects that you can piece together that we put in there and we give a suggestion to do that. Uh, but if you do have like very simplistic equipment, such as a kettlebell or a dumbbell, that's absolutely perfect to run through the program. You don't need anything fancy. Like you don't need a Peloton to, to do the barcounter <laughs> program. No, you're right. And I remember when the pandemic started. So I have a pull-up bar here in my house and I just constantly use that every day or every other day. And I was putting, I was painting my house. So I put paint cans wow. on the ends of the pull-up bars to do like bicep curls and shoulder presses and stuff. And That's awesome. It really worked. <laughs> yeah, this is it. You don't need to pay a thousand dollars for a home gym. You've got everything around you. Exactly. Yeah. Be creative and yeah, you get the same type of workout you do at a gym sometimes. So yeah, no, that's, that's super cool. And the body weight thing is huge too. You can accomplish so much just by using your own body weight. And, and it sounds like you have the proper exercises and, and, and whatnot to, to get that accomplished. So we honestly, also scale everything for those. So we, we also give everybody in the program an option that, um, especially from a coach led perspective that, if you have a serious like co-disability that comes around with what's happened as a result of that, we also give people the option that there's different kinds of movements or different approaches to movement. So for example, we often favor a dumbbell snatch, which is taking the dumbbell from the floor above your head in, in an explosive manner. Now we do that for people who've had a mastectomy because we want to increase their range of motion which is often stunted by the surgery. Mm. Now, most people would say, don't do anything overhead. 
So what we do is we take out the explosive element, we take the weight out and we just take people moving their hand slowly back and forth to encourage and develop that range of motion from the back. So even the movements that we do have, we can bring them down or we can ramp them up as well, depending on where you are on your recovery. So cool. Mr. Scott Britton, I know we're running out of time here and you are super busy. You have a lot to do and it certainly sounds like you're achieving so much. Um, I literally have two gyms that are going to be signing up. So like I have one in Ohio and one in just north of Washington that, who, who were like, today, can you get me on the phone? We want yes. to do it. I was like, okay. I was like, but I've got a really cool podcast. I was like, well, yeah. I promise I'll get on the phone. So hell so, yeah. yeah. But it's... um. It's, it's great that people are hearing about it and, and wanting to pick us up. I appreciate that. One thing I'm kind of wondering while I'm talking to you is like, I want to rep some of your gear. Do you guys have gear for sale? We do. So we have a brand new uh, Battle Cancer t-shirt that's going to be coming out in June. Okay. So um, the last one's like everything sold out. So again, you'll be able to find it through battlecancer.com. Um, and the really cool thing is obviously when you buy the t-shirt, that's going to help all the programs. That really mm. helps the program. Um, and the other way to earn your t-shirt is to do an event. So if you do an event, if you fundraise a minimum amount, you earn your athlete t-shirt, but you also earn a Battle Cancer pad patch which is like our medal it's our way of saying that you become a battle cancer athlete um, and we've we've seen people at the base camp of everest with our patch we've seen people in Ch in china we've seen people in australia with our patch so yeah that's that's the way that you can uh, you you earn it by supporting or, or earning it on one of our days awesome i'd love to get a hold of one of those and i'll wear it in all my podcasts and rep you guys absolutely um, real, real quick before i let you go so let's just go over uh the ways that people can find you once again yeah so uh find us with www.battlecancer.com so that's the main site everything you can find so much information if you specifically want to find out about the program just it's www.battlecancerprogram.com or if you want to find us on instagram it's just at battle.cancer facebook type in battle cancer basically whatever you exist on wherever you search for something if you just type in the words battle cancer together you should hopefully find us but battlecancer.com and you'll find everything through there awesome scott you're a rock star thanks so much and go close those deals thank you so much <laughs> for having me and please share this with us because we want to put this out we want to get people listening to it as well so thank you so much for the opportunity absolutely as i offer most of my uh guests i will give you audio video whatever you need to help promote this i'll be more than happy to help you so thank you so much Amazing. Enjoy the rest of your day. And it was really, really cool to get to speak to you. You too. Let's stay in touch. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Ryan. Take care. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. How amazing is Scott and how humble is he? Honestly, this is what this podcast is about is connecting with people like him who are really making the world a better place. They put your own life into perspective too. So as you can tell, I couldn't be any more proud of Scott and what he's doing. So please go support Battle Cancer and follow me at the Pursuit of Happiness podcast on Instagram. Subscribe and leave a review. Thank you.